Hello everyone. Welcome to The Writing Cabin with Tara Benner. I'm author Tara Benner and this is my cabin. We all need to escape into story from time to time. So come on in, sit down by the fire, pour yourself a nice hot cup of coffee, and let's talk books. Now before we get started today, I wanted to take a quick second to thank my wonderful patrons. Patrons, your support not only funds the creation of new short stories, but it tells me that you enjoy my books so much that you want to support them and me directly. If you don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is a platform that allows readers to support authors with a small monthly contribution, and you can join our Patreon family for just $2 a month over at patreon.com forward slash Labs. I create a brand new short story over there every single month for my patrons, as well as a monthly video diary. And if you support at the $3 a month level, you will get each new novel as an ebook um, included with your membership before anyone else. So just a little extra incentive for my patrons. Right. This week's featured book is Lawless. When Lark was sentenced to 25 years behind bars, she thought San Judas was her lucky break. The primitive 16,000-acre community in rural New Mexico isn't like any other prison. There are no cells, there is no warden, and Mother Mercy is the law. She didn't realize she'd be fighting for her survival on a daily basis, battling hunger, violent inmates, and the prison leader's tyranny. Lark never thought escaping San Judas was possible until a message in a bottle changes everything. The guards outside the walls are disappearing, and the world as they know it is coming to an end. If you enjoy gritty characters, survival stories, and romance, you will love Lawless. And right now, you can grab your copy for free wherever books are sold. I will put a link to that down in the show notes. All right, so this week is a little different format for the show. This is a very special episode. Um, I actually don't have a life update or a writing update for you because this episode will air the day I return from my little trip to Illinois and Missouri. Um, I'm going to see some family, and so I'm recording this episode in advance. Um, I'm really excited to tell you guys about that when I get back because I am going to be flying on an airplane with my eight-month-old infant. <laughs> so that's bound to be interesting. And since listeners' favorite episode of the podcast so far seems to have been about the real-life Mountain Shadow, I thought I would do a very special episode all about the settings and places in the book and where those came from, if they have real-life equivalents, um, places I've been. I mentioned a few real-life places in that episode, and so if you haven't listened to that yet, go back and do so, but I'm going to talk about some new ones here that um, most people will not have heard about. So... For those who don't know, Mountain Shadow is a fictional town that I created for my coven to inhabit, but it's very loosely based on a town called Manitou Springs, Colorado. Um, for years, I lived in Colorado Springs, and Manitou Springs is just like 10 minutes down the road from where I lived. It's this quaint little touristy town. They have an arcade. They have all these cute little shops and restaurants. 
everything is really close together and compact down there. And uh, it just seemed like the perfect place because Manitou Springs also has kind of this mystical um, backstory with the springs, the natural springs that run through there. Um, If you are visiting Manitou, you can go around town and sample water from all the various springs. And the Native Americans thought that those springs were sacred. And so that's kind of a big deal for people who live there. A lot of people will take um, empty milk jugs and go fill up their water all around town. I personally would not do that because I don't actually know how clean <laughs> that spring water is. You know, um, Mantu Springs is right off Highway 24, which is a very busy thoroughfare. And so I don't know how much runoff, you know, from the road pollution could possibly get into the ground and into the spring, but to each their own. Um, it's a very, very cool little town. And I find it easier when I'm writing if I have a place in mind, even if the town I'm creating is somewhat fictional, because it just helps me picture the layout a lot more easily. And it simplifies things if I have a spot I can point to on a map where my fictional town is, because when I'm thinking, oh, like how far did I say this was from Denver? I don't have to go back and try to remember how far I said this fictional place was. I just Google Maps, you know, Manitou Springs to Denver, and that's how far Mountain Shadow is from Denver. And that kind of helps with keeping things realistic and consistent anytime you're talking about characters going from one place to another. So none of the characters are based on anyone I know from Manitou Springs. I think I need to say that just right off the bat because, you know, There are some quirky characters, especially in book one. There are some very radical characters, and um, those are not based on real people whatsoever. And so if you're from Manitou Springs and you're like, oh, I think Martha Mayberry is based on such and such person, like, no, she's not. She's based on someone who does not live in Manitou Springs, um, but only in appearance and kind of attitude. It's a very loose inspiration I drew from this other person for her, but... There are some places in Mountain Shadow that I pulled from real-life locations, both in Manitou and elsewhere. So the first one I thought I would talk about is Lucian's Cocktail Bar Alchemy. And if you um, know from the books, alchemy is kind of a hangout for different supernaturals, especially the witches. It's in several of my Patreon short stories It's actually where Holden and Eleanor meet for the first time. Um, It's kind of the setting in Demon Witch when there's the big um, event on uh, Main Street that I won't give away in case you're not there yet. Um, They're all drinking at Alchemy. And I actually did steal the name Alchemy um, because I thought it was very witchy and cool um, for a bar. There is actually an Irish pub called Alchemy in Colorado Springs. It's down in the touristy area of old Colorado City, close to where I lived. I actually went there um, when I put an offer on a house in Colorado Springs. My husband and I put our first offer in and we were going to have a celebratory dinner and drink. That offer got rejected. We did not get that house, but I uh, always have fond memories of Alchemy. And... uh, you know, the bar in the book is 
primarily a cocktail bar that serves food in Warrior Witch because of the <laughs> tourism kind of tanking. But uh, kind of the interior of alchemy, as I imagined it, is an amalgamation of several places. And the closest is probably Manitou Brewing Company in Manitou Springs. And I love Manitou Brewing Company. Um, if you're ever in the area, it's a great little place to have lunch because their burgers and tacos are so yummy. Um, and it's just like a cozy nice little place to eat. And so that's kind of what I had in mind as I was imagining um, alchemy in my mind. But there's a piano there, which is not um, in Manitou Brewing Company, but I did just kind of the aesthetic and the overall feel of the place is Manitou Brewing Company. The next place that I want to mention is Sophia's. And Sophia's in my series is this little Italian restaurant. It's a very narrow, small, romantic place with exposed brick walls and just a few tables. And this is actually where Fiona and Wesley have their first date in Demon Witch, I believe. I think it was Demon Witch. And uh, Sophia's is based on a couple places. Because I'm not super creative, I did take this name from a restaurant that exists. Um, there's a little Italian restaurant in Columbia, Missouri called Sophia's, and I used to live in Columbia, and my husband and I, I think we had our official first date at Sophia's. We had dinner a couple times before that, but they weren't official dates, and uh, he asked me to lunch at Sophia's one day, and it's a very nice restaurant. Um, it's yummy, yummy food in Columbia. But it's not the look and feel of Sophia's in Mountain Shadow. Sophia's is actually based on two other restaurants. Um, one is the Italian place in downtown Colorado Springs called Red Gravy, which, oh, it's probably my favorite Italian place in Colorado Springs. They make their own noodles. They make their own sauces. It's so rich and yummy and it's also kind of a cute little um, downtown restaurant with exposed brick and just a very cool setting but it's kind of bigger than I imagined Sophia's and when I think of kind of the cozy little tiny Italian restaurant I always think of this pizza place in Jefferson City Missouri called Eris's Pizza and Eris's um, it's where one of my really good friends in college took me to eat because he's from Jeff City. And uh, it, it's just such a cozy, awesome little restaurant in downtown Jefferson City, which happens to be the capital of my old home state. So there's that. If you're ever, if you're ever in Jefferson City, which I don't know why you would be, go get some Eris's pizza because it's to die for. The next place I wanna talk about is the Fireside Cafe which, as you know, is Daphne's restaurant that she owns. And Fireside is mostly a figment of my imagination. But when I picture it, the closest restaurant it comes to is this little winery in Manitou Springs called Swirl. And they have like this really cute little outside seating area. And the inside is very warm feeling and very quirky. Um, I feel like there's somewhere I've been, and I can't think of it in my mind, but I feel like there's somewhere I've been where 
they had this giant brick pizza oven and that you could kind of go right up to. And I don't know why a real restaurant would have this because it sounds like a giant liability, but that's like what I picture when I picture Daphne's restaurant is that there's this big brick fireplace kind of off to the side. I don't even know that I mentioned this when I describe it, um, but there's more that exposed brick. Pretty much every restaurant in Manchus or Mountain Shadow has the exposed brick walls because they're all these old buildings that have been turned into restaurants. And uh, that's how I imagine Fireside. It's not huge, but Daphne is very gourmet and she's always trying um, delicious new dishes and kind of trying to elevate the cuisine in town. And, you know, Daphne, her restaurant never is really in the black um, because partly because, you know, the restaurant game is a hard game to be in, but also because I think she has a little bit um, more gourmet taste than perhaps some of her tourist clientele that come in. It's a little uptown, as my husband's grandpa would say. Uh, but you know, she's just doing what she loves. She's a perfectionist. She's an artist with food and Fireside Cafe is definitely a fixture in Mountain Shadow. Then we have Deja Brew, which is one of my favorite places, even though I we hardly spent any time there in this series. I think the longest scene, maybe the only scene we have in Deja Vu in the series is when Fiona goes to get lunch and runs into Tex Durango in Dark Witch. But this is her favorite coffee shop. It's mentioned several times. She goes there with Eleanor um, in Demon Witch. Was it Demon Witch? No, it was... <sighs> Spirit Witch? I can't even remember anymore. I think it was Spirit Witch. No, it was book four, Dark Witch. <laughs> Sorry, can't ever remember. But anyway, this is our favorite coffee shop. And very soon you'll be able to buy t-shirts and coffee mugs from my website featuring their new logo, which I'm very excited to unveil. It's awesome. Um, this place is another amalgamation in my mind because it's partly based on a coffee shop in Taos, New Mexico called World Cup Cafe. And World Cup Cafe is very, very tiny. If you've ever been to Taos, it's this beautiful, quaint little town in New Mexico where, with lots of adobe buildings. And World Cup Cafe is kind of on the corner of this major thoroughfare, but it's very, very small inside. There's just this bar when you walk in. But they have stuff all over the walls and... Uh, Actually, I have a t-shirt from there. It's very quirky. I love it. Um, and for those of you who've read my series, The Lawless Saga, you know that that series has some real-life locations from around that area because Taos, New Mexico is my first love. Um, but really, Deja Vu takes its inspiration from lots of places because I am always in a new coffee shop. I spend, I cannot even tell you how much money I spend on lattes from coffee shops, not because I have to have a latte all the time, but it's such a treat for me. And I love sitting in a quiet place to write away from home. And I think that's really why I decided to make the merch from Deja Brew because like I, like I said, I don't think we've ever been in Deja Brew except one time in the series, <laughs> but yet I wanted to make a t-shirt for that place. Uh, I think I'm actually going to have it be a much bigger setting in the spinoff series because I 
just want to. So look forward to that. That's deja vu. The last setting that I'm going to talk about today is Copperfield's bookstore. This is the bookstore where Fiona meets Mr. Crike, Agatha's mortal friend, when she is looking for information on where the veil might be thinnest, right? And this is an ether witch near the end. And I think Copperfield's is actually cursed in real life. So let me tell you why. <laughs> the name Copperfield's bookstore comes from a bookstore in the town I was born, Quincy, Illinois. And I actually still have a very worn, very beloved bookmark from this store, but it actually closed down years, maybe decades ago. I think probably closer to decades ago because I have only one memory of ever going there and I was very, very little. And I never, my mom and I were both huge readers and we never went there when I was old enough to really remember it well. And so I think it probably closed down before I ever left that town when I was like 10. So that it was decades. <laughs> um, that's where the name comes from. Just a little homage to Copperfields because my mother loved that bookstore. But the actual setting that I, I pulled from is Starlight Books in Flagstaff, Arizona. And that's what I picture in my head when I wrote this. It's this really crozy, 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 which is the word for cozy and crowded, uh, used bookstore, which is how all used bookstores should be. And it's downtown Flagstaff, which is a very cool town. And this bookstore was open at the time I wrote this because I remember pulling a photo, which I probably should have asked permission to use, but I pulled a photo from Google to use in my virtual tour of Mountain Shadow that I gave away at the end of book one. But I just looked online to try to find it because I, I couldn't remember the spelling because it's Starlight with two R's. And so I don't know if one of the owners was named Star with two R's or what, but I was looking it up and it's permanently closed. And I'm so, so upset that it's no longer there. I don't know if it was a casualty of COVID or what happened. Um, you know, it's hard to keep a used bookstore afloat in the best of markets, but I'm just really sad that I'm not going to be able to visit it the next time I go to Flagstaff, but that is what Copperfields is loosely based on. And uh, yeah, I hope that this helped kind of paint a picture for you and make it richer when you read the books and you imagine those settings in Mountain Shadow. Um, I've really enjoyed the town, and so that's why I plan to write another series that takes place there because it's such a fun sandbox for me to write in. As far as what I'm reading this week, I'm almost certainly still reading Spellhound by Lindsay Broker, unless I've moved on to book three in the series. Um, I don't know that I'm going to get much reading done this week, but we'll see. And I don't have any questions from readers this week since I'm recording ahead of time. But if you have a burning question you'd like for me to answer on the podcast when I return, you can send those to tarabenner at gmail.com, or you can post them on any of my social media channels. I am at author Tara Benner on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also post them in our secret reader group on Facebook, Tara Benner's Reader Revolution. That's all I have for you this week, but 
feel free to stay in my cozy cabin for as long as you like. We can drink all the coffee. You can crack open a good book, hopefully one of mine, and have a wonderful weekend.